Welcome to Coffee Talk with Linda. I'm Linda Davis. Thank you for joining me today. A little bit about myself before we get started. I love Jesus. I love coffee. And I love sharing both. So go grab your cup and let's talk. Are you ready to have outrageous faith, courageous faith? If you find yourself struggling, looking for the promises of God, wondering where they are in your life, being quickly swayed to another line of thought, maybe this, maybe that, maybe I missed it, maybe I didn't hear it right, maybe that wasn't the path, if I'd done this different, if they'd done this different, the maybes and the ifs can mess up our faith in God. We need an outrageous faith, one that does not make sense to other people. The less sense it makes to other people, probably the more on track you actually are. Courageous faith stands up and says, I don't care if I stand alone. I'm going to believe God is going to do what he said he's going to do. And he will always do what he said he's going to do. And if it's not through you, it will certainly be through someone else. Hebrews 10, 23. We have to hold on to this scripture time and time again. He who promised is faithful. Just because it doesn't look like we thought it was going to look doesn't mean it's wrong. Doesn't mean God didn't do what he said he was going to do or is about to do what he said he's going to do or is going to do what he said he is going to do because he's not a man that he should lie. He's not. We're used to being disappointed. We're used to being let down. We're used to our expectations not being met by man. And so because of that, we take that place in our heart and we appoint it to God also. And we say, God is going to let me down. God's not going to do what he said he's going to do. God's going to back up. God's going to bail out. It's not going to be as God presented it to be. All these things we've seen in our lives take place from man. I expect God to be faithful, but will he really be faithful? He can't not be faithful. It's like one of his attributes. It's in his DNA, so to speak. You can't remove it from him. You cannot remove God's faithfulness from him. The full verse of Hebrews 23 says, let us hold fast, hold fast the confession of our hope without wavering. This is so good for he who promised is faithful. So let me just break that down just a little bit for you. I actually wasn't even really planning on going into Hebrews 10. I was going to go to the faith chapter, as they call it, Hebrews 11. But I'm sitting here with my Bible open, and the words jumped out to me, he who promised is faithful. And we got to anchor ourselves in that for an outrageous, courageous, bold faith that says your opinion doesn't matter to me because my God is faithful. And that takes courage sometimes. Because we like to have the approval of man, but we it's a necessity. If we're going to have outrageous faith, if we're going to have courageous faith, the necessity is for only God's opinion to matter. So let us hold fast. What do they mean by that? 
hold fast. Let us hold fast. Like when you think about that phrase, what do you think about? I think about, as I even just read that to you, right? What came to my mind in that moment was, okay, so the promise of God is like our child wrapped up in our arms, okay? So whatever it is that God has promised you, whatever it is that you're waiting on God to do, you're believing he's going to do, you have your arms wrapped around that tightly secured like you would your child. Okay, so now imagine that somebody, your child is in your arms and somebody comes and tries to grab your child out of your arms. No way. It's not happening. Go ahead. Go ahead. The fight is on. That's how we have to be with the promises of God in our life. Because the devil is going to come and try and grab them out of our heart, out of our bosom, out of our arms. And we got to fight just like that's our baby. That's something we birthed. That's something we carried. No way. You're not taking this. You're not getting this from me. It's not happening. Hold fast. Hold fast. To what? The confession of our hope. My goodness, my goodness, the confession of our hope, the words we speak, they matter, right? In Romans, it tells us, call those things into existence that, and I'm paraphrasing here, that aren't as though they are. Call those, let let it be, let it be. Go read Genesis and the creation of the earth. Let it be, let it be. And God said, and God said, and if God himself has to say, I promise you, you and I have to say, Let there be like God said. Go read it. Confession. I mean, this is so good. This, This is so good. Hold fast to continue to believe, to continue to tightly secure. You're not taking this from me, and I'm not even gonna give you permission by my words because we must understand we give the enemy permission by our words. Don't give permission by your word. We also give God permission by our words. It's not all about just the enemy, but it's about God too. And we release authority in our life to either God or the devil by the words we speak, right? Life and death are in the tongue. The word says that over in Proverbs. So I actually am being reminded of this vision, for lack of a better term, I would call it a vision, that I had quite a few years ago, maybe it was about five years ago now. And in this vision, and so the difference between a dream and a vision, just real quick, is that a dream, of course, is when you're sleeping. A vision is a picture you get when you're awake that you know God has given you. And so I was on an airplane flying. Obviously, I guess if I'm on an airplane, I'm flying, right? flying home. We lived in Texas at the time. And I'm looking out the window of the airplane. We're above the clouds. And I start seeing what I would call angel beings, if that makes sense. They looked like the form of angels. And I guess I would say that there were angels of light and angels of darkness because there were white angels and there were black angels. 
And this was above the clouds in the sky. And they were very faint looking, almost translucent, I guess. And these angels were darting. They were kind of like floating in the sky. And they weren't hundreds, you know, maybe, maybe 10 or 20. But they were coming and they were going from the clouds. They were darting below the clouds. One at a time, different times. Sometimes a white angel, sometimes a black angel. And they would just be floating above the clouds. And then all of a sudden, one of them would go down below the cloud. And then at other times, one would come up above the cloud. And it was very real. Like I actually, almost like I was watching a movie in my living room. That's how real it felt. And so here's a little nugget for you. Anytime something like that happens with me, I always stop and ask the Lord right in that moment, what are you showing me? What are you showing me, Lord? So I stopped and asked, what are you showing me, Lord? And he told me, now this isn't word for word, but he told, because it's been probably about five years now, but he did tell me that they are going down to the earth on assignment based on the words that have been spoken. So think about that. By the confession of our hope, by the confession of our mouth, this is why we pray. Words are powerful, not just in our minds, but we speak it out audibly. And so depending on what we're speaking, we're calling down an angel of light to move on our behalf in our life, in our families, in our children, in our workplaces, in our environments, in our ministries, in our health, in our finances, the list goes on and on. You're either calling the angel of light down to move favorably on your behalf, or you're calling the angel of dark down to bring more oppression around you. Our words matter. Our words matter. And that's, I've never had a more powerful breakdown, I guess, or understanding of the power of our words. And I used to say to my boys when they were little, they're all grown now, but when they were little, I used, excuse me, I used to say to them, is that your confession all the time? They couldn't stand it. Is that your, oh, this is miserable. This is, I hate this. This is going to be a lousy day. You know, this is just kids grumbling, but it's a good example. Is that your confession? Is that how you want today to be? I'll do it with my husband. No, 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 we don't want to say that. Even for our nation, you look and you get discouraged and you see all that's going on and you just start running your mouth. Well, this is going to happen and this is going to happen. No, 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 stop. Stop it. You're releasing angels of darkness on our nation when you do that. Our words matter. I was, one of my sons was probably about four or five years old. And I turned and made a statement to somebody. We had just moved in a house. And if you know us personally at all, you know we move quite often. And it does get tiring. So I said to the person standing next to me in my kitchen, was a family member. And I said to them, I'm not moving again for 30 years. And my youngest son, who was about four at the time, <laughs> kind of funny, he turned and he said, well, what if God tells us to move, mom? And he was so right. I was making a declaration not based on any kind of promise from God. And he was very right. 
because we moved again and again and again, actually, (laughs) quite a few more times. So not only do we have to understand the power of our words, we have to be careful what we're saying about our future. We might speak ourselves right out of the will of God. So just go back just a few, actually, I'm sorry, go forward. If you were already in Hebrews, I don't know if I ever told you to go to Hebrews or not, but I was reading in Hebrews. I'm going to go over to James for a minute. Um, Chapter 3, it's talking about our tongue, our words, and the power of our words. For we all, verse 2, chapter 3, verse 2. For we all stumble in many ways. If anyone does not stumble in what he says, he is a perfect man, able to bridle the whole body. And so the truth of that is it's a very difficult thing to do, but just make yourself more aware of your words, more aware of your confession. It's vital. If we're gonna walk in that outrageous, courageous faith, we have to speak that out. Because one thing we must remember is that the words that come out of our mouth are a reflection of our heart. So if we know God has given us a promise, but we speak against that promise, We have to understand we're not walking in faith, we're walking in doubt. And just let our words show us, hey, you need to back up here a minute and check your heart and align your heart with God's promise before you continue on. Before you get frustrated with God for not fulfilling his promise, your heart has to be aligned to his promise. That's really good right there. Before you get frustrated at God for not fulfilling his promise to you, you have to align your heart with his promise. And so I'm reading this scripture in verse two, just to show you it's a tough thing to do. If we can bridle our tongue wholly, we've become a perfect man. Goes on to say in verse three, now if we put the bits into the horse's mouth so that they will obey us, we direct their entire body as well. Our words direct our life. Our words direct our life. So if you look at your life and you don't like the position of your life, start taking note of your words, your confession. It matters, right? The ships also, it goes on to say in verse four, they are so great and they are driven by strong winds, but what? They're directed by a very small rudder. Wherever the inclination of the pilot desires, we're the pilot of our life, we're the pilot of actually the promises being fulfilled in our life by the words we speak. We're directing that angel of light or that angel of darkness to release whatever is going to be released in our life. They're both contending for us, I promise you that, right? The devil roams around like a roaring lion seeking whom he can devour. Don't give room, be soldier, be sober, be a soldier also, but be sober, be vigilant because he's Roman, he's looking. The enemy comes to steal, kill, and destroy. God came that he may give life and life more abundantly. We're gonna line up in our hearts and by our words with one or the other. Which will it be? The awesome thing is, right now, right here, you can change course. If you've been the pilot that has had the inclination to call down the angel of darkness to release stuff in your life based on the words you are speaking, the the attitude you're having, right now you can change. Right now you can speak the promises of God in your life. God wants to do exceedingly, abundantly, 
above all I could imagine in my life. He really wants to do that in my life. Make that confession. Say it enough and your heart will line up and believe it. Don't let anything else come out of your mouth. Make that confession of hope. He who promised is faithful. God's going to do what he said he's going to do. He opens the windows of heaven above our lives and gives us more than we can contain. He's for us, not against us. We are above and not beneath. He's all around us. He's not only going and plowing the path ahead of us, he's walking behind us and protecting us, and he's right by our side to carry us. He's all those things. Make those confessions. Goes on to say in verse five of chapter three in James, so also the tongue is a small part of the body, and yet it boasts of great things. Verse six. And the tongue is a fire, the very world of iniquity. The tongue is set among our members as that which defiles the entire body. The tongue can defile or purify the entire body. Also in verse six, and sets on fire the course of our life, confirming what I just spoke to you right here in scripture. The tongue sets on fire the course of our life. Do we not do this if you go all the way down to verse nine? With it, we bless our Lord and Father, and with it, we curse men who have actually been made in the likeness of God. From the same mouth, don't we do this all in one day? Come both blessing and cursing. Did you know when you're driving down the road and you're calling the person in front of you a stupid idiot, you're cursing them? When you're talking about people as you go about your day, you're cursing them. Release blessings in their life. It sounds silly, but my husband and I have started doing this. Just praying, both of us used to be very, very impatient drivers. But now instead we pray. We pray over them. We pray for them. God's power be released in their life. Revelation of God be released in their life. Salvation be released in their life. Let's be wise and understanding. Let's walk in the wisdom of the Lord. Let's tame our tongues. Let's do what the fruit of the Spirit says and be self-controlled. That even means in our words. Hold fast to our confession of hope, securely, tightly. Don't let anybody, don't let anybody rip that promise out of your arms. Hold on to it. No matter how ridiculous it looks, outrageous, courageous faith. Because you know what? He who promised is faithful. If it's not happening, it's not him. I promise you that. If it's not happening in our lives, it's not because God promised it and changed his mind. It's because we didn't have outrageous faith. We couldn't truly grasp that God was truly gonna do that in our lives. He who promised is faithful. Hold fast to the confession. Speak, speak <laughs> what God has told you, what God has told you. You don't have to go, running around speaking it to everybody, but speak it out into the airways so those angels of light can dart down. You know, 1 Corinthians chapter 1, verse 9, tells us that God is faithful. The very one, the very one who called you into his sonship is faithful. That's awesome. He called you in. He's going to do it. He's always going to do what he said he's going to do. Like I've said before, it'll either be through us or it'll be through someone else. But we have a part, for sure. What are we saying? What are we speaking? What are we doing? Hold fast, securely tightened, the confession of your hope, being outrageous, 
being courageous because he has promised and he is faithful. I want to leave you with this story of faith that my husband and I personally walked through. It was outrageous and it was courageous, actually. And it was God spoken into our lives. And it required steps from us that made no sense and were met with resistance from man. But were we going to do what God said we were going to do? Or were we going to do what God told us to do? Or what man thought we should do? So we were living, uh, all of our boys were probably preteens at the time. And my husband had a job. My husband's a hard worker. He's always worked. Good providers always provided for the family. There's never been a reason, there's never been a season that he's been out of work that there hasn't been a major reason for it. And so anyhow, the Lord told him to give his notice at his job. Now he hadn't even been hunting for a job. He didn't have something lined up. Now that goes against the counsel of any man. We had a mortgage, we had car payments, we had three children to feed plus ourselves. But God told my husband to do this. And I'll be honest with you. He came and told me and I thought he was crazy. I'm like, you're crazy. You didn't hear from God right. I was, I stepped into immediate fear. How, how we, we have bills, we have children. We have financial concerns on a monthly basis. We can't just quit your job. I was a stay-at-home mom. So I love how my husband handled this. He didn't dictate. He didn't say, I'm the head of the household, Linda. And God told me that, and that's what we're going to do and cause division between the two of us. He didn't do that. Instead, what he said was, let's both of us, let's both of us put this to prayer and see what God says. Because we believe as married couples, God will speak the same thing to both of you. And if it's different, one of you is missing it. And take some humility to admit if you're the one missing it. So in humility, really on my part and his for sure, because he was really the one that heard from the Lord. We both went to a prayer closet at the same time, and we were there to pray until God spoke. We were not coming out, neither of us, until God spoke. And when one of us came out, they didn't go check on the other one. They waited until the other one had heard from the Lord and come out. So, we, so what God told me in my prayer closet was trust Dan. That's all he said. He didn't give me any details. He didn't give me a blueprint. He didn't give me the plan. He just told me, trust Dan. What he was saying is, I have spoken truth to Dan. So of course I told Dan, and we gave, we gave his notice. Uh, I can't, he gave a lengthy notice. And by the way, in the meantime, we were shifting and making a move. We were joining a ministry full-time. So we were selling our home and we were actually uh, clearing some land and having a smaller home put on this ministry land. And so our house hadn't sold yet and we had to close on the new home while my husband still had his job. Otherwise, the closing never would have gone through. So we had a lot going on here. We knew God had spoken to us to move and we knew that God had spoken to us about my husband's job. So we move, actually we don't move yet. We close on the second home so now we have two mortgages and my husband has about a week of work left. Is that not crazy? That's outrageous faith. That's courageous faith. That's knowing God's going to show up. And I remember waking up the next morning after we had the second closing 
and just praying to the Lord and telling him, because in my heart, how I felt, how I felt was like we were on the edge of the cliff at the Grand Canyon and we had just stepped off. And I got up that next morning and I just saw, I get a lot of pictures when I pray in my mind. And I just saw the hand of the Lord come up from the canyon and put his hand right where we stepped. And in that moment, he was saying, I've got you. You've stepped and I've got you. Now we know that we know that God had spoken. And that's where the outrageous faith comes in. You have to be sure God has spoken a thing. And so the neat thing is, just to show you the victory in our outrageous faith, our courageous faith, someone reached out to my husband, offered him a job opportunity where he could work remote two days a week and drive in three days a week. So he never went, he never even went one day. He left his job on a Friday. He started the new job that following Monday morning and we moved out of our home, still hadn't sold. We moved out of our home into the second home and we never made two mortgage payments in the same month. Our house ended up selling after we moved out of it, maybe a week, maybe two weeks after we moved out of it. And it was a quick close. And we had six weeks on the other house before we needed to make a payment. So not only did God provide a job opportunity to my husband, the house sold quickly in a neighborhood, by the way, that houses were sitting for three and four months at a time. And God had us. We held fast to the promise of what he spoke. Our confession, every day I got up, thank you, Lord, that that house is sold. Even when we were in the second home, it would have been very easy to get stressed out. It would have been very easy to become anxious about it. But no, every day I, I got up and I made a, a declaration in the Lord that that house was sold, that the right buyer was coming in at the right moment and they would be blessed with our home and we would be released of the finances. And also, I want to mention, when the house sold, we paid off a lot of debt. We made enough money on the sale of the home to pay off debt we had lingering. So he who promised is faithful. Have an outrageous faith. Have a courageous faith in the Lord. And I just want to end this podcast this morning. I want to encourage you. Go look me up on Instagram, Coffee Talk with Linda. I also have a blog that I do. Again, coffeetalkwithlinda.blogspot.com. I have a Facebook page too, Coffee Talk with Linda. So go check out my uh, social media resources and, and continue to grow in the Lord, be blessed in the Lord, be encouraged and challenged in the Lord. And I just want to remind you that an outrageous and courageous faith will call down the angels of light in your life, that confession of hope. And God will do what he said he's going to do because he who promised is faithful. Mm-hmm.